Holiness is Christ-likeness. Continual fellowship with Christ provides constant power to live and serve. Holiness becomes, as Bible commentator W.T. Perkheiser observed, a throbbing, pulsating connection with the divine dynamo. Hi there, I'm Rex Bullock. And this is Dayspring. Come on in. We have a 30-minute worship service just for you. And I want you to be here today as I talk to you about the power of a holy life. Welcome to Dayspring, the program that teaches God's standard for holy living. In keeping with that phrase today, Rex Bullock has a message for you called The Power of a Holy Life. And his scripture text is Acts chapter 4. Hello everyone, I'm Joe Alcorn, your program host. It's a delight to share this half hour with you today. And we're going to get things rolling right away with some great worship music by the singers. And I hope that you'll enjoy a song called, We Thank You for Your Presence.
Thank you very much, singers. And now here's the founder and speaker of Dayspring, Rex Bullock. Hey, my friend, how are you doing? I hope that you've had a wonderful week thus far and uh, that you're taking a little bit of time to worship and to praise God. Now, whether that is uh, on the Lord's Day on Sunday or whether you're hearing Dayspring on some other day of the week, I just pray that you'll be able to take a few moments. My name is Rex Bullock, and I'm here with you each week, 52 weeks a year. We've been here almost 25 years. Isn't that marvelous? Well, I thank God for it. I've seen a lot of things come and go, but uh, Dayspring teaches God's standard for holy living. And today I'm talking about the power of a holy life. And uh, Acts chapter 4 is where we're putting in. I hope that you'll plan on uh, just being around for that. Acts 4 suggests several marks of a holy life. So why not get pencil and paper ready or uh, make some mental notes, uh, write it on the flyleaf of your brain as we talk about the marks of a holy life. All right. Say, my friend, two or three things that I want to mention to you. During this month of uh, August, we're making available wonderful, wonderful things on our website. And I would love for you to come and join us and browse around, visit, and, of course, come to uh, the uh, Dayspring store. And in there you'll find uh, a variety of wonderful things, resource materials that will be helpful to you. So I'd like for you to log on and uh, visit with us, stay a while. You can uh, give us your address if you like to do that, and uh, we'll be more than happy to send you our newsletter and uh, anything else that uh, you would like. We have uh, a page on prayer, a whole prayer forum. In fact, uh, beginning this fall, we'll be having... uh, a talk time, a prayer forum time. That'll be a wonderful, wonderful thing on uh, the Dayspring website. Let me give you the address. That's www.dayspringradio.com. That's www.dayspringradio.com. And if you want to email me, all that you have to do is simply address me, rex at dayspringradio.com. That's a simple address, isn't it? Rex at dayspringradio.com. That'll get to me, and uh, you can share whatever you like. I would absolutely consider it an honor and a privilege to be able to communicate with you. Joe Alcorn will give you our more conventional ways of communicating, because not only do we have the website and the email address, but uh, we also have a toll-free telephone number and, of course, our post office box number, And we would love to hear from you in any of these ways. So don't hesitate. In fact, come on by. Let's get acquainted. Let's share. Let's get some materials into your hands. And then, of course, uh, we would certainly appreciate it as you uh, became involved with Dayspring. Dayspring is an international outreach that literally teaches God's standard for holy living, endeavoring to see the power of Christ lived out in each of our lives. So join with us. Become a partner. Become a real friend. We need to hear from you. It is your faithfulness that keeps Dayspring reaching out around the world each week. Here's Joe. 
Thank you, Rex. I hope, listening friend, you'll visit our web store and take advantage of our resource materials to help make you stronger in your commitment to Christ. Again, our website address is www.dayspringradio.com. And for a personal message for Rex, you can email him, rex at dayspringradio.com. For those of you who wish to write Dayspring, our address is Post Office Box 56300, Portland, Oregon 97238. And our toll-free number is 1-800-783-DAYS. And now before today's message, the power of a holy life. The singers sing about our holy God. Now today's message, The Power of a Holy Life. Here's Rex. 
The greatest miracle that God can do today, said evangelist Leonard Ravenhill, is to take an unholy man out of an unholy world and make him holy and then put him back into that unholy world and keep him there. Isn't that good? I love that. You see, Peter and John were unquestionably holy men. In Acts chapter 4, they healed a lame beggar in the name of Jesus, and it resulted in a spontaneous following. I mean, people began to come from everywhere. And when Peter told the people the resurrection power of Jesus had healed the man, a national crisis erupted that confounded King Herod and Governor Pontius Pilate. Now, by calling attention to Jesus, the disciples bruised the thin skin of the religious leaders. The Sadducees, as you know, rejected any possibility of a resurrection. The priests, only a few weeks earlier, had shared in condemning Jesus. Now, any talk of resurrection and healing in Jesus' name was the last thing they wanted to hear. But the proof of a miracle was undeniable. I mean, here is a man who had been lame, and now he's walking. A man who, who for more than 40 years had been sitting there, lame, could not walk. Now he's walking among them. Now, what was it that gave Peter and John prominence in this occasion? How is it that these ordinary men displayed great influence? I mean, far greater influence than the best and the brightest of their generation. Well, the answer is that they were holy men of God. I want to say that again. They were holy men of God. Their lives were transformed by Jesus' resurrection power. They were trusting and obeying Him and living in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, the rulers asked Peter and John, By what power or what name did you do this? That's in verse 7 of Acts chapter 4. Well, Peter answered, By the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Well, not only is salvation through the name of Jesus, my friend, but his name is the source of power for daily living. Peter's holiness was not a one-time fix. It was a daily relationship with Jesus. Now, I'm convinced that there is a time when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. I believe in a crisis experience, a time that we know of when we're filled with His Spirit. But it's not just one time, my friend. It is a daily relationship with Jesus Christ. Holiness is Christ-likeness. Some years ago, W.T. Perkiser, that great Bible commentator, said, Holiness becomes a throbbing, pulsating connection with the divine dynamo. Twice in Acts chapter 4, we're told that Peter and John followed God's holy servant. The source of their holiness was Jesus, and everything they did was done in Jesus' name. In verse 10 of Acts 4, they healed the lame man in Jesus' name. In verses 18 and 19, they taught in Jesus' name. In verse 30, they worked in Jesus' name. Jesus was the source of all they did. Now, I want to ask you, whose name and power will you draw on today? Well, it seems that there are two ruts to avoid. 
let me give them to you. The first is what I call blind Christianity. The second is dumb Christianity. By blind Christianity, I mean those who claim to be Jesus' disciples, but have no deeds to prove it. No one can see their faith lived out. Well, this kind of Christianity is mostly talk and very little, if any, action. Blind Christianity. How about dumb Christianity? Well, it's conversely seen in those who abound in good deeds, but never act in a definite name. I mean, for all they we know, they, they may be secular humanists. They may be hardworking cultists. Now, who will ever know the source of your life and service if you do not speak in Jesus' name? Peter and John had come in Jesus' name. They healed the lame man in Jesus' name. They taught in Jesus' name. They worked in Jesus' name. Absolutely. So what are you doing? Surely you're not in the, in the area of dumb Christianity where you're just doing good deeds, but without the power of the name of Jesus. And Peter and John avoided both extremes. Their witness was clear, and they served in the unmistakable name of Jesus. He was the foundation of their holiness. Well, Acts chapter 4 suggests several marks of a holy life. Let me give them to you. I want to just uh, share several today. Number one, here's the first mark of a holy life. It cannot be explained. You say, what? Exactly. It's often been said that if you can explain it, God didn't do it. The ministry of Jesus and the disciples defied human explanation. All that you have to do is look in the book of John, chapter 7, Acts chapter 4. You see, left to itself, the Christian church should have died centuries ago. It should have been stamped out, wiped out, destroyed, buried. There, I mean, realistically, God's church should not have survived. Has it? <laughs> Absolutely. And the power of the Holy Spirit is the only explanation for its preservation. And so the mark of a holy life is that it can't be explained. You don't know how it happened. You don't understand all the process. But ah, my friend whereby once you were blind, now you see. You're living in the power of the Spirit. It can't be explained. Second thing, it cannot be denied. You see, the opposition lamented, what are we going to do with these men? I mean, they're teaching in the name of Jesus. So what are we going to do with them? Everybody living in Jerusalem knows uh, they have done an outstanding miracle, and we cannot deny it. That's in verse 16 of chapter 4. So, what are we going to do with them? I wonder if the world says about you and me, well, what are we going to do with these people? What are we going to do? We, we, we cannot explain what they've done. We don't know what to do with them. Do we display supernatural power that can't be denied? I mean, they may not fully understand all about you. They may not fully understand the miracles that have been done, but they have to say, oh, we can't deny. It has happened. It's been done. So, 
First mark of a holy life is it cannot be explained. Secondly, it can't be denied. Third mark, it cannot be intimidated. A holy life revolutionizes its surroundings. Five thousand men heard and believed the gospel. That's verse 4 of chapter 4. And in spite of the threats, Peter and John refused to be silent. I mean, these these authorities haul them in, said you cannot teach in this name, you can't do that, uh, you're breaking the law. And Peter and John simply looked at each other, and they looked at the authorities, and they said, well, you know, whether you think that uh, we uh, have the right to do this, whether we can do it, you, you'll have to make that determination. But as for us, we can't help it. We just have to speak in the name of Jesus. What they're really saying is, there's something in us that will not and cannot be intimidated. You can't put this down. And that's exactly what happened in that early church, my friend. Here was a church that blitzed Jerusalem, that went all throughout the provinces, in fact, went throughout the known world. In fact, has come throughout the known world right up to this day. Can't be intimidated. Can't be put down. Can't be stopped. Uh, So, the marks of a holy life can't be explained, can't be denied, can't be intimidated. And it can't stop praying. See, Peter and John prayed, and the place where they were meeting was shaken. And it says in verse 31 of chapter 4, They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. There it is. When you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, my friend, there there, there is a, a prayerful life. There's something about you. You can't stop praying. Peter and John just prayed. And when they prayed, the place was shaken. And the whole group, they were filled with the Spirit. They spoke the Word of God boldly. As they prayed, they began to quote Scripture. You find they start quoting uh, uh, Psalm, the second Psalm. And, and then, my friend, they they don't pray that God's going to rain down fire on their enemies. They don't pray that their enemies will be killed. They just say, Lord, help us to speak your Word with boldness. That's exactly what they had. And as a result, they revolutionized their world. You see, holiness is first and foremost the quality of life that comes from trusting and obeying Jesus. It's God's character rubbing off on our character. That's one of the themes of Dayspring. Absolutely. Teaching God's standard for holy living. Endeavoring to see the character of Christ lived out in your life. His character rubbing off on our character. It comes when Jesus and the Holy Spirit are the primary molding influences in our lives. Oh, my friend, right now, today, this moment, may God help you and me to live a holy life in an unholy world. Now, I want to just say to you once again what Leonard Ravenhill said so many years ago. Leonard Ravenhill was a prophet in the 21st century, a marvelous man of God, so filled with the Spirit that when I would listen to him, I I, I didn't want to quit. 
Here's what he had to say. The greatest miracle that God can do today is to take an unholy man out of an unholy world and make him holy and then put him back into that unholy world and keep him there. That's the power of a holy life. My friend, do you have that life today? Would you just join me in prayer right now? Let's pray that God will so touch your life and my life that we will know him in the fullness of his spirit. Our Father, just now, just now, I'm asking that you will reach to where that man is or that woman or that young man. Dear God, if they're not filled with the spirit, may they invite you into their lives right now. And may you cleanse their hearts and empower them to be the kind of vessel, a vessel of honor, purified, sanctified, holy. Ah, yielded totally, abandoned to your will. Oh God, may it be so. I'm praying that you will give that person right now the power of a holy life. Take him beyond himself. Make her more than she could be ordinarily. Through the power of your Holy Spirit. Until we will be witnesses. Right at home. To the neighborhood. To the uttermost parts of the world. And we're going to praise you. Thank you Lord for what you're doing even now in the lives of men and women. And we'll praise your name. Amen. And amen. Say my friend. I would love to hear from you. I want to know if your own heart has been touched. I I want to hear from you today. And if if you've let the Holy Spirit come into your life, if you've invited him in, if you are praying, Oh God, fill me with your spirit so that I'll have your fullness. I want to know that. Please communicate with us. Joe Alcorn will give you our addresses one more time. But, oh, let's communicate together because, I tell you, God is looking for people filled with his spirit. Maybe maybe you've already invited him in. I still want to hear from you. I want you to go on record and say, I am his, filled with his divine fullness. Thank you. Have a great week. I'm looking forward to being back with you. Well, I hope and pray, listening friend, that today's message spoke to your heart and challenged you to draw close to a holy God. In closing, I want to give our mail address again, Post Office Box 56300, Portland, Oregon, 97238. And our toll-free telephone number, it's 1-800-783-DAYS. Also, for those of you who are online, our website is www.dayspringradio.com. Well, thank you for listening today, and please remember it's your prayers and giving that keep Dayspring on the air at home and abroad. Next week, Rex begins a two-part series called How to Split Your Church. Please join us. Lord, we-